I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. jarring 420 to start it off i mean we both came on to this skype sesh in a pretty good place i went to go take tony downstairs fell down the stairs and then (laughs) hit the fuck out of my tailbone and then jocelyn heard it from upstairs where my computer was (laughs) could you hear you just heard the slam (laughs) on the ground I heard it sounded like a potato pile. No, <laughs> no offense to your rear end, but it sounded like a pile of potatoes. <laughs> fell down the stairs. At first, I thought it was like Tony's limp body from the distance, and then I didn't hear anything. And I was like, "This is weird to hear that kind of noise and then nothing." And I was like, "Are you alive?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I was still connected to you through my AirPods, but not. But all the sound goes through my microphone, so I did. I was like, "Oh." Oh, fuck and then like <laughs> was saying I was alive but you couldn't hear it uh, now I feel very hot mm, the, the post traumatic response yeah damn well happy fucking 420 that <laughs> really sucked <laughs> I'm glad to be a witness and make sure that we're gonna get you one of those whistles you can add to your Amazon wish list oh I, I need a life alert <laughs> Especially in those situations, I literally almost staircased myself. We need, that's why, I, I, I mean, I know your staircase and that's why I was worried about, but I think we need to train Tony in, in like how to use the whistle. Yeah, he needs, well, the good news is if I, like I've played dead with him before where I like pretend to be like unconscious and he's very responsive to that. He likes to like, He'll like bite me or step on my face until I like get up. So he would not, I don't think he would allow me to die. He would do everything in his power to make sure I was alive. And then beyond that, I don't know really what he could do. Bark a lot until some neighbor decided to do a wellness check. I mean, this is really taking a dark turn. We were supposed to just get together to do a boarding school reunion call and talk and now then it went into a whole 420 and then i was like in my mind i was like today's just gonna be like a 420 thing and now we're into now we're into death how do you get chiropractic help during covid i know and i'm like i'm just hoping like right now i'm just in the post fall literally like within five minutes of this fall so i'm hopeful that like like my neck feels okay when I bent over to pick up Tony earlier that didn't feel great but I'm hopeful that I can just like ice and vibe out because I don't fucking know I don't think you get you don't get help during this time this is like the nightmare has officially potentially begun for me or we'll just ice and move past it yeah I mean it can't be too much different than a wild evening yeah. Plus I have like foam rollers and stuff. And I have a lot of drugs on me, so I plan <laughs> on just like self-medicating. This is where I go back to Tony and the whistle. Yeah. Tony and the whistle. <laughs> he has a lot of training he needs to get. He needs to be trained to like I feel like he if he really put his mind to it, he could like drag me outside into the courtyard or no! something. <laughs> He's smaller than one calf. Or one, he's smaller than one whole quad recept muscle of my That's leg. True. 
That's true. Of mine, too. Whew. Well, a sobering experience. When you die, you die alone. Everyone know that. Know that. My grandmother used to tell me that. She said, you're only going to have one best friend. Whoa. That's actually, like, not productive advice. I think that's why I was like, okay, so I'm my best friend. I was like, when she said that you're only going to have one best friend, I was like, oh, do you mean you, Grandma? And she's like, no, yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love Grandma humor because they're not even joking anymore. They're serious. But everything is hilarious because it's so bad. Because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Babe. Wellness check edition. I'm failing my wellness check so far, but you seem to be doing pretty good. And Today? by you, I mean Jocelyn Fee. Oh, hello, Miller. hello. <laughs> yes, I have many, many identities I'm working with these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that today feels spacious. Today feels like there's potential for something, but I haven't, I mean, I don't check the news or anything. I just let my husband, he puts his earbuds in and I watch him like crumble yeah. He listens to different things and then I can just tell him like only if it's really important or different tell me mm-hmm. so I've just kind of been going into my own flow of creativity and I get to hide in the back house so that's cool that's nice when you have kids I have an 800 square foot house so you with- have two children now that are I mean one is home a lot anyways because she's a baby still they're very little. All kids are home way too much now. And now, and then Lola's home. Lola's home, but she, this week is a, this week I don't have her. So it's seven days on, seven days off. Okay. Modern family hashtag. That's kind of nice. Babe is a really big babe moment. It's modern family life. Um. So do you have like a homeschool regimen for her or are you just kind of like, on the day-to-day just trying to make it through every day without like meltdowns or how are you dealing with that no no you just know that there's going to be meltdowns mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like there's no uh there's no getting around it you just hope to have less than five i have two to three i feel good okay i can around five meltdowns per child i mean i that's when mommy does the meltdown and then everyone's fucked pretty yeah. much once mommy has gone Chernobyl, it's like fully, you need to run for cover. There's no smile anywhere near my face. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing humorous or good about anything that's going on after scary mommy moment hits. Oh, it's, I'm already scared. And I don't even, I don't even witness scary mommy. But I think I just have residual scary mommy from like my childhood. <laughs> the truth it's a truth i mean see so yeah i'm just happy to be in the hiding in the back is really what i'm getting at and i I was actually just daydreaming about indictments again i was back in boarding school yeah thoughts with you we had a boarding school zoom reunion the first one i've ever had the first one and i'm like why did it take this long but covid is truly a time that is bringing Like, for me, personally, I'm experiencing a lot of, like, just, like, healing or bringing together old friendships or relationships that have gone by the wayside or gone, like, unchecked for a while. And that's been cool. But this was also, like, it was just wild to see everyone's faces again. And then you feel right back in the same place. It's like no time has passed at all. Everyone was the same, but some people were a little bit too quiet for my comfort level. <laughs> and, but then other people were loud. So, what, I mean, what can you do? It was a perfect balance of everything. But I just wanted to like, I wanted to be able to take everyone into their own private interrogation room. I know. And it's, ask my personal questions, you know? Zoom should have a feature where you can like go off the main Zoom into your own like, private zoom like aol chat rooms you just invented something you're not supposed to tell the babe community i need them to invent it i'm tired i'm literally staircased (laughs) (laughs) she's been awake for an hour folks and it is 
todos for the day. I know. I woke up at the crack of 11.30 a.m. And... <laughs> Did your alarm set for me? Uh, yeah. I just didn't... I don't even set an alarm anymore because I usually just trust Tony to wake me up whenever he needs to, like, be doing anything. But yesterday, I let him play with my neighbor's dogs like in the courtyard of my building for like three hours and then my neighbors and I just like chatted and that was really nice Mm, that's that's almost like socializing it was a little bit of socializing I think we broke some social distancing rules but at the same time like all of us it's like we're all just here I was talking about uh creating a quarantine part of my front yard for social like a little like table and fence on the other side in front of my house Mm -hmm. I was like I need to get a landscape designer who's on point with this new COVID quarantine yeah (laughs) landscape designing sit six feet apart don't hack in each other's faces yeah, put wear some masks, maybe put some plexiglass between you and the other person. Bulletproof glass. Yeah, you could shout. Oof, I'm just like wiggling a toe and that feels pretty sensitive right now from the fall. Oh. The great fall, my fall from grace. Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I think it's time to retire the slippers that I was wearing. I think that's a lot to do with it. I think they're a lot. I wanted to wait until you cooled down a little bit before I asked you. (laughs) (laughs) Before I asked you what really happened in that fall, was it the slippers? What happened? It was. It was like you go down the first flight of stairs and then there's that little landing space and then you go down the second one and it was on the second one, those last three stairs that my slippers like missed they just like grazed a step and I like just slipped with Tony in one arm and then just like fell on my butt. My God. Yeah. This is why they tell pregnant women not to carry dogs. That is exactly why they tell pregnant women not to carry dogs. (laughs) So you know. (laughs) Upstairs at least. (sighs) <sighs> well, what else is going on in core? I um, I I have my my radio show is starting to take flight a little bit. I have a couple COVID blues segments going on that are pretty funny. I'd love to have you on the show sharing like how you get through your COVID blues. But I think we went over that at the beginning of <laughs> today's <laughs> recording. So. Well, I'm happy to go on anytime. <laughs> yes. So that's been kind of like a highlight. And someone asked me to do a 10-minute concert for Jane Free. Oh, I love that. So I'm doing a, like a digital concert that I recorded yesterday. And I mean, I pretty much want to die because I hate how much it sounds when I listen to my own music. But I'm also like, I love it. I love doing it. But then I'm like, this is the worst fucking thing. And then it's like so funny, the creative judger that arrives. You have to find a way to like shut that gremlin up. And it's, I mean, it's hard. If you figure out how, tell me, because I could really use some silencing tactics. (sighs) Expression at all costs. I think that the way to do, like to shut it up is to just like push through and do it anyways. And like release the thing anyways, turn the paper re- in anyways. Yeah. I definitely released a song for 30 minutes this morning and, and deleted it. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gotten to that point sometimes with like this podcast in particular where I've been like editing and I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. Like people are going to hear this and think I'm so stupid. Like I hate this. I hate myself. I'm not even fun. Like, and just it like goes and goes, but then. I just like can't delete it or else I would have nothing to like put out that week. So I just have to release it anyways, which has actually been like a good, that has quieted the doubt, the hater voice within. Pushing it out, but also it's a self-care check to be listening to yourself and being like, what am I saying? What am I expressing out into the world? Mm -hmm. I've taken to 
trying to microdose every Saturday because I have like this little pot of mushroom honey. And so like last Saturday I took like took a little bit and it was like, ooh, but then and was able to like go about my day, which was really just like doing laundry. Like I kept the stakes pretty low. And then this Saturday I was like, I'm going to do that again. And but then I accidentally just like straight up dosed myself. And so like I was having coffee and looking at Instagram and I was like looking at one of the like more psychedelic or like new age accounts I follow. And the picture was like, it was like a pretty heady picture of like Ganesha or whatever, like that elephant, like God. And it started moving kind of. And I was like, this is such a cool picture. And then I was like, what? And then I realized like it wasn't moving. I was just tripping. And then I was like, Oh fuck. I just dosed myself. Like, what do I do? And then I actually had like shit that I had to do that day. So I recorded, I had to record like two cameos because I'm like on cameo now. And I fully was like tripping recording these cameos. And then in one, I just like laughed and looked off into the distance. And I was like, sorry. And then <laughs> like I made I it through. I don't think that it was weird, but that was also a good like test of how to fight the hater voice within. Because when you're tripping, that can really bring out the hater voice. I love that you have a schedule for it, but then you still scheduled it during a time when you have other, you double booked yourself, basically. Well, yeah, because I figured the first time it was like, oh, just laundry and like, I'll see how it feels. And then from there on, I can like add more activities to the mix. And so then I was like, I have like, you know, a little bit of writing I want to do of these two cameos I have to record, like pretty still not crazy high stakes, not like I had to like record a podcast or anything, but like. Then I was just like, whoa, mama got greedy. And now here we are. And then I was like, did the cameos. And I was like, I need to like lay down and just like vibe for a little bit. So I listen. And also having having Tony around is the best. It's like the best thing ever <laughs> for a mushroom trip. <laughs> we don't want to glorify our war stories here. <laughs> No, I like was just clutching him at one point, and I was like, "Your little soul, it's your little soul in there. It's it's such a good soul." And like, he was like definitely my spirit guide. And then I laid down and like listened to the new Fiona Apple album. I heard one of those songs. And then I, I just like kind of journeyed for a little bit into some like painful childhood traumas. Good, good, good. Did you meet yourself there or did you? I met myself there. I was like fully, I was like, okay, now's the time to like, just like go there and see what comes up. And then I was like just journeying into like my childhood. And then I kind of journeyed into like my ancestors. Like I journeyed back like one generation to kind of like connect to like ancestral trauma. Beautiful. Yeah, so that felt like deep and meaningful. I definitely had a tiny bit of mushrooms, but I also had some white claw, so like, <laughs> like as intentional as you, but I was consciously negating all of existence. It was on Thursday, I was like, yeah, there's nothing left here. Yeah, might as I, well. Um, no, but really when I do them, utilize the microdosing, it usually is at the end of the evening when I'm going to sleep. And then the next morning I wake up and I feel like then I don't have to worry about what I, uh, I'm going to be like. I just have the after effects of it, which is really why I was, why I'm using the microdosing because it still happened. Like it still will happen in your brain exactly as if you were awake or not, you're still going to have the positive like serotonin firing. So then I don't have to have the anxiety of what am I going to be like? Oh, yeah. I'm going to sleep. And then the next morning, and then I have pretty trippy dreams usually, but the next morning I usually find a little bit more sense of creativity, mm-hmm. sense of just naturally feeling and more sense of, but you know, I could just be, could be placebo. Yeah. Placebo or not, if it works, it works. 
That's what I say. Yeah. And then I was like, then I danced for a little bit, like listened to some music. And oh. then, oh, I lit a major, created a crazy candle scent alchemy in my bedroom. I lit a lily of the valley candle, a, the a po- field apothecary rain candle, and a jasmine candle, and created just like a floral spring explosion right before my journeying. And so then it felt like it felt like pretty productive all in all and like a good trip. This is like a little workshop, a personal journey workshop. Yeah. I'm trying, I've been trying to remember what all happened in the workshops that we went through at Cascade. Mm -hmm. Someone said they know all of it. They had a Hallie. Yeah. Somebody has it all written. Friend of Cascade, Hallie. I I messaged her. I'm gonna get in touch with her and like call. I want to call her and like download information. Yes, please. Actually, I have on this new. I'm putting out a nine part audio series called Optimal Self Care. Mm-hmm. I have seven different experts talking about different modalities, and I have a hypnotherapist talking about the qualities of microdosing and utilizing that in hypnotherapy where you don't even have to take the microdose, but you can still uh, mirror the same serotonin releases without even taking the mushrooms, utilizing placebo mushroom experiences. Oh, love that. Like that's what the hypnotherapy aspect is all about. So that's something that I've been spending a lot of time on is just like cultivating this little, this little class and trying to figure out the best soundtrack for the background because I want it to be like, live nature sounds in each different class Mm -hmm. and um i don't know where oh yeah mushrooms so yeah i look forward to listening to that talk and just seeing what he has to say about psilocybin and and then like mock creating it in the subconscious so that you don't even need to have a supply yeah then you've really ascended hey let it be whatever Mm -hmm. it needs to be um, what, what are your, I, I also discovered that there's a, a woman that lives in my building who like fully does not, she like kind of thinks that this whole COVID thing is like a hoax and she's like a truther, like she's ready to like start protesting. And like, like she feels like it's all just a tool for oppression on the public. Um, I don't even, I don't think, I don't know if she goes that far into like conspiracy, but she feels like it's like been way blown out of proportion and she's like ready for everywhere to like open back up and wants to like protest, I think, the closing of businesses and shit. I think in the Bay Area they're protesting. They are in a lot of cities they're protesting. I mean, pretty much I'm going to lose my business if we stay closed much longer. I'm doing a fundraiser for the business. That's what that nine-part audio series is for because we can't stay open. I mean, we're not allowed to massage people. That's yeah. what the main purpose of We can't touch people. So we're going to have to be reopening as like a hospital-grade level. Like Jason last night was talking about a whole arm glove, a glove for the whole arm yeah. that you put on per client. And then that's how you work your clients now with like different higher sanitation levels to make sure that you can still see people. But even – People are just too afraid to even leave the house. I mean, it's it's not safe yet, technically. Yeah. But. So do you have to, when you reopen, are there, you have to like reopen under new guidelines? Um, they have just warned us not to do any work. They haven't said anything about for massage therapy and new guidelines, but I am just preparing. Preparing like, on for... how would you, I really make all my people feel comfortable how would I pivot my business to be like super high sanitation level or whatever the word is like high sterilization. Mm-hmm. It's, <clears throat> it's already like cleared through the health department because we have acupuncture. I mean, we're technically an essential business, but we want to model what's healthiest, which is staying home. Yeah. We're like lowest rung on the hospital chain. You know, there's some massage therapists in the hospitals, but like we're like support to them. So yeah. we just want whatever the hospitals need is kind of what, we're going to stick to, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a holistic practitioner. So obviously I've started to do some food drives at sacred roots to try and get food for people who don't have it. And 
um, I even did like wear protective, like a three-step diagram, but I don't even know if anyone even left their house to put food in the thing. Normally when we do food drives, we have things overflowing with food. So mm-hmm. these people are not leaving the house. That's all. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's starting to become very clear that like life on the other side of all of this, like there's like this is setting a precedent for like a whole new normal and like we will never be going back to what was pre-COVID life as we knew it. And that is like a really shocking. All capacities have been cut in half at mm-hmm. every public venue, if not more. So like that, that is really true. The new normal is unknown because even if they did reopen things, the amount of things that like how much things cost everything's going to have to change. Everyone's going to have to renegotiate their, their leases and their rents with their landlords or get new mortgages or, you know, like everyone's going to have to get a new mortgage set up or like refinance in order to accommodate all of this shift in the economy. Yeah. It's really, and just like lifestyle, like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a lot. And I'm trying not to, it's like, obviously I judge people that are like gathering to like protest in large groups and like say like without face masks, I'm like, you're fucking so stupid for doing this. But at the same time, I'm like trying to also have empathy and be like, well, some people don't have like the right tools to deal with such like an intense and difficult change. So this is how they're going to deal with it because it's like, no one really knows what they're doing right now. So like some people deal with it better than others. And then some people really, really resist it. And like, it's like really misguided resistance, but well, it has to do with also just like emotional awareness and emotional intelligence of like, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. Well, if you really need to feel safe, you wouldn't put yourself in harm's way of meeting with groups of people. Cause I bet all those people end up having lots of anxiety because they don't know if anybody has it or not or whatever. Well, I don't even think that they think that it, I don't know if they perceive it as a threat, which is like, if you tell yeah. me that something, I don't know, it's like, it's weird. Cause if you tell me something could make me die, I'm not going to directly put myself in harm's way. But then I did just like hang out with two neighbors yesterday and like had a glass of wine with one of them. So am I like just totally, but she was way more responsible than me. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm like, am I just, am I just as bad as these like idiots in like Michigan or whatever? No. I mean, the point is, is that if everyone reduces their socializing by 75 to 95%, then we're increasing the chances of everyone not getting sick. You know what I mean? So if we are, but if, if you're still hanging out all the time in huge public zones and coughing and hugging and touching people, then that's not going to be okay. I told my mom came over on Easter and she like acted like I forced her in really. I just like gave her some vodka. (laughs) And she was like, my house. She was like, your kids are all over me. And I was like, you said that they could touch you, which opens the gates. You know, like, that's just the way it is. Um, but it was a choice to come in. It was Easter. We'd all been separated. We'd all been tested. We had all been tested negative. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, but she still left and had anxiety. She, I, she left and I felt better. I was like, man, I feel like a sense of relief. I just feel a little bit of sense of normal just to hang out. I and be able to that. say hi and have my kids be all over and just like, And I tried to explain to her that 
we've been isolating so that we can have this time together so that you can be with one to two or three other people that are in your ISO cell. You know, it's not like you can just be, I think that, you know, at this point, if you can wear masks and wear gloves and hang out a little bit, do some curbside hangouts in your car on your friend's curb, I think that's fine. And I know that people might say that's bad news, but I think that that's okay. I know. I'm not even trying to like say what's okay and what's not okay, but I do know that that made me feel a lot better to just like sit and like gossip with neighbors and watch our dogs play. I was like, Oh my God, it feels like there are other people in this world. I, um, my husband, I think is just Jason's going through like some deeper realizations. He's just like, so everything's changing. And then I see him. He's like, so everything's changing, you know, like there's layers of it and everybody digests material at different rates. You know, like, I feel like for me, the way that he's feeling right now is how I felt two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Like his responses are just, and not that that's bad or wrong, but just keeping that in mind when you're hanging out with different people who are like really digesting, like, oh, everything about the entertainment industry, everything about the um, restaurant industry, everything about even dating for the next generations, everything about dating is like forget it for me i'm like if it was gonna happen it would have happened by now so be happy with your dog and like move on with your single life like i'm truly just like i'm not i'm not really even trying to like question it or look into it that deeply because i'm like i'm very like satisfied as a single lady but it also is just like oh damn at times, like, if I was to think about it too much, it would make me kind of depressed, I feel like. But then it's also just kind of like, well, at least I don't have to worry about it. And, like, no one, I don't have to, like, worry about people asking me, like, are you dating anyone? Like, any any interesting men in your life? Like, cause they I don't know think people will be asking you things. No, like, and that's... Not a, interacting with people anymore. Yeah, that's a real <laughs> load off. <laughs> where it's like, oh, finally, people don't need to, like, interrogate the single person as to, like, who they're with right now or if they're seeing anyone special. I'm like, the answer is no. But then also, no. like... I don't know. It could change totally. Like anything could happen. And I'm open to like a lot. I'm open to like various like new possibilities, but then also it's very strange to have like the world has to come to a halt in order to, for me to have space to feel like I can like write what I need to write and like do certain projects. It's a very also strange feeling. I know, but it was kind of like everything was on this wind-up loop. Didn't it feel like things were getting faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster? faster, 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 faster. Then it was like halt. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I feel that way too. Like, I felt like I actually wanted to stretch. I actually wanted to listen to some like relaxing music this morning, not just go straight into doing and doing and doing. Yeah, I've been like taking time to actually feel how my body feels instead of like just really. I was feeling machine-like because I was just trying to sneak in any time for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just saying there's something with, um, there was like a, everything got sped up really, really fast. And then to have that big gap, <clears throat> everyone is having different stuff flood in for themselves. Yeah. And it's also interesting to understand like in how like I personally react in a time like this is like, I don't, I end up not taking a lot of time, like for myself, like I focus more on output and like, what I can do. I think for others that are around me or in my life. And like, even if it's just like, you know, doing podcasts or something, or just keeping the ball rolling and like keeping it like, it's like you're keeping that sense of inertia going. Yeah, or just like or keeping motion going, but realizing that I'm doing it like I'm doing it partially for me, obviously, because it's my job or whatever. But then it's like, there's not a lot of time to reflect and be like, what do I need right now? Like, what kind of movement do I need to be doing for myself? Like, what do I really need to be like eating, um, etc.? 
So. So what food do you need to be eating? Because I'm eating pizza. I mean, I'm eating pizza too. <laughs> comfort <laughs> food. Like, that's what I think. Comfort we need food. comfort food. That's why I was on this show called Let's Cope yesterday for KLBP Long Beach Public Radio. And they were asking me like, what is, how are you coping? And I was like, I'm coping by knowing that I'm going to need extra nurturing right now. I'm not going to hold myself to an expectation of, of like the old, like we're moving through a blind grief. We're all grieving Mm -hmm. together, but we don't even know what we're grieving. We're grieving, not knowing what's even changing and happening. And so it's really hard to, to grieve something that you don't know what to call it, but yeah, pandemic, social change, apocalypse, uh, COVID or just a scam or conspiracy. I mean, there's just like everyone's calling it this un- unnameable transition that's going on. And it's a big, it's a big trigger for grief. And yeah. so people are moving through their basic grief cycles without even realizing that they're grieving mm-hmm. and everybody's on edge because of that. So I just like to make people make it be known that you're grieving, whether you know it or not, whether you care or not, you're even grieving if you don't care. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's super, it's like super grief. And then also just to see people that like, to realize how many different pages so many people are on where there's just not. And then even to take that in feels like a lot for me sometimes, like where I'm talking to a neighbor that's truly like in my head, I'm like, you are insane for saying all this, but like you also like have to just live your truth. Like that is your truth and exactly what you believe. Like who, like, but it also is just like, Oh my God, like how do you, reconcile that there can be people in the world that are so different than you but i guess that's also just like the basis of war and violence is like not being able to reconcile differences we've just never we haven't and our parents really have not lived through a time like this before Mm -hmm. it is wartime it's biological wartime in my mind whether i don't know what the uh you know who that necessarily the enemy is, but there's definitely like a force that's being oppressed upon the people, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like whether or not it's a person or another country or an alien or a microorganism, there's something that is, has us under attack. And so, <clears throat> but the media is not helping by being like, I mean, <sighs> at this point, it just feels like it feels like you're just getting thrown all this information that you can't disseminate really what's true and what's not true. And the media, it's like, like, I just feel like there's no place you can go for just straightforward facts. It's all like more opinion based. And so that feels really jarring as well. We should indict them. I'd love to indict them. Listen, the way you're handling this pandemic is really pathetic. It triggers me. Can you just get some facts and call it a day? Um, Let's do some reader mail. Please. I feel like COVID is the new Voldemort. Voldemort. Hey, Lara and guest. I'm currently quarantining with my three move my three roommates, a Costa Rican guy, a German girl, and a Mexican girl in Mexico City, and our apartment has turned into a petri dish petri dish for cross-cultural babe behavior. Last night, my vegan Mexican babe roommate, who I normally love and lol with, pulled me aside to tell me that yesterday she noticed how much olive oil I've been putting on my avocado toast. Literally a tablespoon max. And that she doesn't want to tell me how to live my life, but she noticed a huge difference in her life when she stopped consuming oil. I remained calm and thanked her for the amazing life advice, but then proceeded to get hammered in my room and bitch about it over FaceTime for three hours until I passed out. (laughs) I don't want to escalate the situation, but I just finished making a list of all the times I've seen her make, quote, unhealthy, unquote, food choices. One time I literally saw her eating tortillas doused in Valentina hot sauce over our kitchen sink at 12 a.m. Pretty sure that's a great way to burn a hole in your stomach. Also, scary. Anyways, what do you advise? Should I let it go? I'm worried it'll happen again. And I literally, I'll literally sharpie this list I've made onto our walls. I'm also now annoyed that I feel guilty slash anxious for putting olive oil on my beloved avocado toast. Wow. 
this is I feel like you have to let it go, but that's easier said than done. Like this is such like a micro it's a microaggression that I think in a non COVID world you'd just be like, okay, bitch, whatever. Like and not think twice about it. But now that everything's heightened and there's really not a lot of day to day drama, it's turning into like a macroaggression in your mind. And I think that you can let it go. And if it happens again, you can just be like, please, like, I understand that you're coming from a very caring place, but I can't, I don't want any commentary on my food intake now (laughs) or in the future. (laughs) I, I say don't give your power away to anyone. Don't give up any of your desired eating habits. Share what your need is. What is your need? You have a need to eat in peace. You have a need. Maybe there's other stuff going on, though. You know, there could be other stuff, Laura. We don't know. There could be other stuff underneath here that she's not talking about. Like what? I don't know. I mean, what else is going on with this roommate? That's what I need to know. I need to know, what did you guys do before COVID? You know, really dive in with. Why is she resenting the roommate? And or did you grow up with sisters? That's Those are my two questions if you ever were to get back. Yeah, think about it. And don't spiral about like you just eat what you want. It's truly carte blanche time right now. <sighs> Babing out pet edition. Lara, my queen, I know we're on the same page regarding psychics and healers, etc. And also intense love for our dogs. I lost my beloved 14-year-old dog yesterday. Do you know of any pet psychics or anyone else I can reach out to who might be of use or comfort in these trying times? Am I babying out unnecessarily? Maybe, but I'm devastated. Here's Panda, my Dalmadoodle prince. Panda. Oh my God. Panda's an angel. Okay. I know that Mystic Michaela who I had on Sexy Unique Podcast, I know that she does pet aura readings and she might she might be able to connect with a pet from beyond like via a picture because i know she does all her readings over skype and you'd have to give her a picture anyways so that could be a good resource do you know any pet psychics jocelyn Ooh, besides my daughter she's not old enough for hire yet but Mm -hmm. um no child labor not yet but covid might be able to lift that we'll see i am I don't. I really don't. I know. I just, you know, I've seen it on TV. I don't. But I would say that, you know, you're moving through grief time. So how find a way to celebrate, celebrate your pup, make a little altar space, have a candle, have a picture. You don't have to act like they're gone just because Panda's not physically around. I'm sure Panda's going to be around for a lot longer. Yeah. So just, yeah. you know, let them slowly, no, no need to push Panda out the door. Let his yeah, spirit keep, hang around if he wants to. Keep photos around and talk to them. That's what I would do. I'm so sorry that you've gone through this. That's awful. But I feel like a better space, maybe. Now would be a great time to get a new dog. I'm truly all about like getting a new like <laughs> adopting a new pet. If it's the right fit, like not just like blindly going for it, but like if you find a connection. But yeah, look into Mystic Michaela and I will think about pet psychics myself because I know that there are I know that there are a bunch out there. I'm just like not thinking of them on the top of my head. Hey Lara and Babely guest. As expected, COVID nineteen has only brought out everyone's most babe qualities. As a frequent babe myself, I'm understanding that everyone handles stress in their own way, no matter how nunca of a place they're coming from. But a handful of people in my life have taken their babe levels to a new extreme. So I was hoping you might have advice before I quarantine myself away from all humanity forever. Babe sitch number one. Nay, babe. Uh After experiencing some dark days through all this social distancing, who among us hasn't, my best friend biked over to my apartment to live stream a drag show. I decorated my apartment to look like a fabulous bar and threw on some lipstick to pretend we were having a night out. A couple of hours and cocktails later, I heard a knock on my door. Assuming the ear-splitting karaoke must have upset one of my neighbors, I fumble to turn the TV down as I look into my peephole. 
On the other side of the door, I see my see my downstairs babe of a neighbor drunkenly swaying her glass of wine. I cautiously open the door and whisper, I'm so sorry if we're loud. Before I know it, she barrels past me, gulping down the rest of her wine and saying, hey, what are we up to tonight? My jaw dropped to the floor as she plopped herself down on my couch, immediately bringing up the horrendous memory of when my park apartment got broken into and asking about my ex-boyfriend she met while conversing with the cops that dreadful night. Oh, are you still with that guy? Because he was awful. So a lot of your stuff got stolen, right? She asked not only once, but twice. Then she launched into an endless one-sided conversation about her current boyfriend, how slamming her body is, what was ethical, what ethical non-monogamy means to her, and if I had weed or wine I was planning on sharing with her. I was so stoned, drunk, and shocked that at that point I could not come up with the words to say, get the fuck out of my place. I was also feeling empathetic towards her attempt to cure her loneliness and need for support, especially after she told us she's on the brink of unemployment. My backup plan was to get her so stoned that she felt so uncomfortable and unsocial she'd have to leave, which worked. And only about two hours of her painful monologues later. Once she finally caught the unwelcome vibes, she said we should trade weed for hangout soon again because, quote, this is going to be a long time before we're able to leave. If and when she comes back, what's a chill and respectful way to say I never want to hang out with her no matter how lonely either of us gets? Should I just fake sick to scare her off? Just because we're all social distancing, people assume it means we're available to them at any time. Babe number two, babed me twice, babed me three times. Another bestie of mine has been pining for years over a shithead of an ex-boyfriend who dumped her by basically ghosting her and getting caught by another friend of ours on Bumble. Ever since, she's begged and begged to get back together with him, and he'd give her these lame excuses like he's not physically or financially ready for a girlfriend, etc. Her attempts to find another partner on dating apps have been messy, mostly because she'd try and match with the most cliche versions of a, quote, hot guy, but they all ended up being assholes. I've tried to explain how amazing of a person she is, how looks aren't everything, and how you can sort of guess a guy's vibe over an app, at least how to clock their locker room photos were taken on a flip phone in 2005. Now that we're quarantined, she revealed to me for the fourth time her shitty ex has magically reappeared in her life by practically demanding her to cook for him and cut his hair at a moment's notice. She's convinced herself they're meant to be and expects me to be happy for her and has even implied that she wants me to hang out with them. I have in the past told her it's compromising to put me in a situation to be nice to someone I don't want to be nice to because of how much they've hurt her and how she deserves much better than someone who disrespects her so often. Is it justified to be annoyed at her lack lack of self-respect? Do I even bother to say anything to her or warn her that he's just horny and lonely? How much of a friend am I being if I can't be fully honest and she can't hear my point of view? These are these both have been swirling in my head and I've honestly wondered what you'd say in both situations. Hugs and pugs. Okay. <laughs> the neighbor, you've got to just like set the boundary and be firm. And, like, she'll get the... Just be like, I'm sorry, I'm not, like... I'm taking this much more seriously. And I don't feel comfortable, like, hanging out. But maybe once this is all over, I'll see you. And to be the opposite of Laura, it could be something that you could ask yourself. What are you getting from the relationship, even if you don't like it? It could be feeding a part of yourself that needs nurturing. And maybe if you started feeding it with something else, she wouldn't show up. It's a cosmic relationship with meeting needs there. True. And I guess it's hard if you have someone else over and you're like clearly partying, you might be sending off the vibe that you're like down to clown with her. (laughs) So down to F. Maybe you like don't have other people over or you go over to your friend's house. I mean, I don't I but I think that it's fine to tell someone like, oh, sorry, we're being loud. Like we're just wrapping up the night. Bye. Or like you just. Hey, nice to to see you. Look forward to seeing you soon. See you tomorrow. Mm. Every day. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward, but also you just have to do what. I mean, if you know you don't like her and you don't feel good around her or feel comfortable having her around, then you just have to be like, well, nice to see you. Like, hope everything's good. Maybe you give her a little weed and then. (laughs) Farewell. 
420 edition, you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then with the babe, your babe friend who's getting back with her ex, I mean, people, randos are coming out of the woodwork left and right. Hey, if you can get some, get some. Maybe you need some. What's up with you? That's what I want to know. It's like, stop focusing on them and start focusing on what your heart needs. That's what my intuitive read is for this moment. I love that. Yeah, I think you just have to accept that, like, your friend is obsessed with this guy and you don't have to hang with them, obviously. Just be like, no, I'm isolating and, like you know how I feel about this relation. I don't want to really talk about it with you because I feel like we really see it differently. But if you're, if this is what you need to like get through love and light, but like leave loop me out of the combo because it seems like that's a real sticking point in your relationship. (laughs) And then just accept that you like you're, you have a friend that you don't see eye to eye with on this one issue. And if that is like too much to be have in your relationship, then maybe you shouldn't be friends with this person. It's a perfect time to cut down your friend group. It's a great time to set boundaries and then let people in that should be let in and cut people out that should be cut out. Mafiosa. Um, we are going to hop off, but there will be a bonus episode. You can get the bonus by going to patreon.com slash babe podcast. And... Mm. Thank you guys for writing in emails. You can write more emails to babepodcast at gmail.com. Jocelyn, thank you for being my guest. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you guys. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Sacred Roots Holistic Healing in Long Beach or Panacea Holistic Institute. I have a radio show at Long Beach Public Radio called Morning Intentions. And it's turning into a podcast as well as my other podcast, The Self Love Line. So check those out. Get some more. Love and light. Peace. Bye. Babe?